Welcome to the Hope for Healing, Faith for Living podcast. This podcast is designed to help you grow in faith and walk in the promises of God's Word. Now, let's join today's episode with our host, Tim Dumas. Welcome and thank you for joining me. My name is Tim Dumas and I'm glad you're here. Over the past several episodes, we've been sharing about having the goal of 100% answered prayer. And the reason for this goal is because Scripture shows again and again that it is God's intention or His desire for us to ask, to pray and to ask, and not just ask, but to receive, and even to know that we have what we have prayed for. So let's review some of the main Scriptures we have been focusing on. And I'm going to share most of these from the English Standard Version. 1 John chapter 5, verses 14 and 15 says, And this is the confidence that we have toward Him, that if we ask anything according to His will, He hears us. And if we know that He hears us in whatever we ask, we know that we have the request that we have asked of Him. Hebrews chapter 4, verse 16, Let us then with confidence draw near to the throne of grace, that we may receive mercy and find grace to help in time of need. Matthew chapter 7, verses 7 and 8. Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks, receives. And the one who seeks, finds. And the one who knocks, it will be opened. Amen. Second Corinthians chapter 1, verse 20 says, For all the promises of God find their yes in Him, referring to Christ. That is why through Him, again Christ, that we utter our amen for His glory. The amplified version of this, or translation of this scripture, says, For as many as are the promises of God in Christ, they are all answered yes. See, that, that gets me excited. I hope it gets you excited. John chapter 16, verses 23 and 24 says, In that day you will ask nothing of me. This is Jesus talking to his disciples. He says, Truly, truly, I say to you, whatever you ask of the Father in my name, he will give it to you. Until now, you have asked nothing in my name. Ask, and you will receive, that your joy may be full. Amen. And now, finally, Mark 11, verses 22 through 24. Jesus answered them, Have faith in God. For most certainly, I tell you, whoever may tell this mountain, be taken up and cast into the sea, and doesn't doubt in his heart, but believes that what he says is happening, he shall have whatever he says. Therefore, I tell you, all things, whatever you pray and ask for, believe that you have received them, and you shall have them. Amen. So you see, Scripture definitely shows that we are to pray, and pray according to God's will, and in doing so, we know and have confidence that he hears us, and we know and we have confidence that we actually have what we have asked him for. God wants us to be confident in our relationship with him. He wants to be confident, have confidence in praying to him that he hears us and that we have what we've asked for. And all of this is based on the redemptive work of Jesus Christ. Now, we've also talked about how Hebrews chapter 6, verse 12 tells us that it's through faith and patience that we inherit or take hold of the promises. So, there's more to it than just asking and receiving, and that's why we got to study the Word. We understand that patience is involved, and this patience isn't just sitting around waiting for something to happen. This patient, um, 
it, it means fortitude. It means you stay with it. You stay in faith and you, you stay acting and expecting what you believe for to come to pass because you see it as God's will. And we've talked about how Abraham gave us the example of how to stay strong in faith and actually grow stronger as you're waiting on the promises to come to pass. And the way that you do that is you don't consider the circumstances, but you consider the promise and you consider the one who promised it. We see that in Romans chapter 4. Today, I want to talk about the importance of seeing yourself in light of God's word and embracing your identity in him and how that connects you to the promise. And again, we are going to look at what Abraham did. Now, as you may know, Abraham, originally his name was Abram, and he didn't have any children. Him, him and his wife, Sarai, had no children, and they were up in age. And then when he was about 75, God told him he was going to make him a father of many nations. So he was going to do this for him. Genesis chapter 12, verse 1. Let's begin there. Now the Lord said to Abram, Go from your country and your kindred and your father's house to the land I will show you, and I will make of you a great nation, and I will bless you and make your name great, so that you will be a blessing. Amen. So as I said, Abraham was about 75 at this time, and he had this promise from God that God was going to make him a great nation. Okay, Him and his wife, of course, had this promise. Now, there's a lot more to the story than we're going to go into, but just know that about 25 years later, Abraham was about 99, and his wife was old too, way too old, both of them, to have any children. And so they haven't had any children yet, but God had made this promise before. Now, let's look at Genesis chapter 17, and I want you to see what happens, what what changes that that enables Abraham and his wife to finally experience what God had said. Verse 1, Genesis 17, 1. When Abraham was 99 years old, the Lord appeared to Abram and said to him, I am God Almighty, walk before me and be blameless, that I may make my covenant between me and you and may multiply you greatly. Then Abram fell on his face and God said to him, Behold, my covenant is with you, you shall be the father of a multitude of nations. And see, that's what God had said before. Then in verse 5, things change. God says, No longer shall your name be called Abram, but your name shall be Abraham, for I have made you the father of a multitude of nations. Amen. Now, at this point, did Abraham have any children? Did, at, at this, uh, through his wife, at this point, did his wife uh, have any children? Had they conceived together? No. Nothing in the natural had changed at this point, but what had changed was what God said. He went from saying, I will do this to I have done this, and because I've done this, your name's going to change from Abram to Abraham because Abraham means father of many or father of multitude or father of many nations. So what God is saying is, I've already done this. Now, what I want you to do, Abram, is identify with what I say is true. Your name's going to be changed. You are to be known now as Abraham. You are to be known now as the father of many nations. And you need to identify with that. You need to call yourself that. You need to say, this is my name. This is who I am. I am Abraham, father of many nations. Not based on what is happening in the natural, but based on the word of God. Amen. Amen. See, he was identifying with who God said he was. 
he was identifying with what God has said had already come to pass in his life. God said, I have made you a father of many nations. Not I'm going to, but I have done it. So Abraham, was, uh, his name was changed to Abraham. His wife's name was changed also. And then we see in the next chapter, chapter 18, that God tells Abraham, you're going to have a son about the same time next year. So here, here's what I want you to really get. All this time they've been trying to have children and nothing had changed. And then God said, look, I've done this. It has already happened and you need to identify with it by saying what I'm telling you to say. You identify yourself as a father of many nations. And that's what he done. And so it only took about three or four months of him and his wife actually saying and identifying with what God said was true, that they did conceive, and that a year later they did have children, a child, according to the promise. So they received what God had for them by identifying with what God said he had already done in their life. It's the same with us. We receive the promises of God by identifying with who we are in Christ as a new creation in Christ. We identify with who God says we are, and we identify with the promise what God said has already been done through the redemptive work of Christ. I want to show you something else. Let's go back to Romans chapter 4, where it talks about the promise God gave Abraham. Verse 16, that is why it depends on faith in order that you, that the promise may rest on grace and be guaranteed to all his offspring, not only to the the adherent of the law, but also to the one who shares the faith of Abraham, who is the father of us all. Verse 17, as it is written, I have made you the father of many nations in the presence of God in whom he believed, who gives life to the dead and calls into existence the things that do not exist. Amen. God gives life to the dead and calls into existence the things that do not yet exist. How did he create uh, the universe? How did he create this world? He spoke and said, light be and light was. See, we need to identify with what the word of God says, with what is truth. And we identify with it, with it by uh, saying it's true for us, saying what the word of God says is true for us, saying whatever the promises are, they are yes to us. And we speak it, we identify with it, we call those things into existence which do not yet exist. Abraham spoke his name, and every time he spoke it, he was confessing. He was agreeing with what God said for who he was, and we do the same. We believe God for what we see in the Word as his promise, that it's our will for, will for his will for our lives, and we identify with it, we speak it, we confess it as being true, even though it does not yet exist. So now... What promise are you believing for? What do you see in God's word as a promise to you or who he says you are in Christ? Have you believed him for it? Have you believed you have received it, but yet you don't see it yet? Then what are you to do? You are to identify yourself with the promise. You are to identify yourself with who God says you are in Christ. You need to begin to confess it so. You, you confess it so based on the word of God, not based on the circumstance, but on the word of God. And you continue to do that until you see the circumstances change to line up with what the will of God is according to his word. You continue to believe God. You continue to confess what his word says is true for you. That's, that's the example we got from Abraham. This is what the scripture tells us to do. Let me go back to, to uh, one of the scriptures that is one of our main ones, and I want to share that again with you. Mark 11, verses 22 through 24. Actually, uh, 
Yeah, Mark 11, 22 through 24. Jesus answered them, have faith in God. For most certainly I tell you, whoever may tell or say to this mountain, be taken up and cast into the sea, and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that what he says is happening, he shall have whatever he says. See, when we start agreeing with what God's word says, then we're acting in faith. And his word says that if we will believe in our heart that what we are saying will come to pass, we will have what we're saying. Now, the key is, is that you got to believe it in your heart. And the only thing that you can believe in your heart or you can't have faith is, is what the will of God, the word of God reveals as the will. Because uh, we know in Romans chapter 10, verse 17, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So you get into the word, you see what the will is, you start confessing it. You start believing in your heart, you start confessing it, and then you expect it to come to pass in your life. Amen. Amen. Let's continue to grow. Let's continue to read what the Word says. Let's see what God's will is, and then let's believe Him for it. Let's stand on it, and let's confess it, and expect it to come to pass in our life. And we're not going to quit. We're not going to give up. We are going to stay strong in faith, and the way we do that is by staying connected to the Word. We confess what the Word says. That's what we believe is true. Thank you for joining me for today's podcast. Again, my name is Tim Dumas. God bless. God bless.